since this time last year. I've been studying on this, this, this book right here, The Secret to Waking Up the Pupitatas by Brother John Mark, John Mark Wilson. Last August, we started a class using this, this, this very book. John Mark Wilson starts out in, in his book, The Secret to Waking Up the Pupitatas. Reminds the reader, we are called out of the world by the gospel, 2 Thessalonians 2.14. Upon obedience, we are saved and added to the church. Thank you very much. Acts chapter 2, verses 36 through 47. As a Christian, we are now part of the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 through 23. Therefore, we should emulate Christ in our daily lives. His mission is our mission. Jesus' mission was to seek and save the lost. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. And our mission should be no different. What's happening at Fountainhead today is not what I intended. (laughs) It's better than what I intended. I had intended using this book to, to meet a few Thursdays last fall and encourage a small group to reach out more, to have one on one Bible studies. That was my intention. I did not do this in the dark. I did not do this in secret. I did not intend to start a group within a group. We were, we were going to meet, I thought, learn some effective ways to reach out. And since we were in the habit of meeting on Thursdays, it was my hope that those who met on Thursdays would continue on their own to meet with others on Thursdays since they found out they, they had an hour that they could use. For Bible study, reaching out to the lost with with one-on-one Bible studies. That That was my intention. The elders knew we were meeting. The invitation to participate, if you wanted to, we call it the pew potato, Thursday meetings. The invitation to participate has been in the bulletin since August. So again, it wasn't done in the dark and it wasn't done behind anybody's back. As we studied the Bible in this group about how to reach out to the lost, and as we read of one man's success in in doing so, and how he duplicated this success over and over and, and over again, we began to realize that there was more to be done than we were prepared to do. You see, we found out there's a little bit of lazy in all of us. We are too comfortable. We have been lulled to sleep. We have become pupitatus. The one who coined this phrase Brother Wilson again. The the word of God provides 
a powerful pattern for church growth. Christians who worship at smaller congregations who are only interested in assembling have seen glory days fade into their magnificent past. If that's all you're interested here in here at Fountainhead, just to assemble, and that's important, the best is over. I intended this group not to get as in-depth as it did, but we did. We got really deep. We started really studying. We started really looking at the scriptures. We started looking at the way the church grew in the past and the way it could grow today. I introduced the group, and if you have your, have your bulletin, it's, it's part of your bulletin. It's inside here. Uh, there, and you can you can label this as I as I talk about it. I introduced the group to Clayton Pepper's cycle of growth and decline of religious vitality, where he explains the life cycle of of the early church and, and many congregations today. This applies to many congregations today. It applies to Fountainhead as well. And what can happen across the the land? What can happen to us here at Fountainhead if something's not done? This cycle can happen. It is happening here at Fountainhead. Just like the life cycle of a person. Someone's born, they grow up, they get a job, they get married, they grow old, and then they die. It can happen to the church. We have studied of the explosive boom of the church in Acts class. And this is another plug for your class, Sammy. As soon as you get through wrecking vehicles, you get back to teaching it. But if you can, come on Wednesday nights. We're studying the book of Acts. And we've we've studied of the, the explosiveness of the church and how it grew. That's what the early church did. It's what, it's what usually happens when a movement begins. People really get behind it. People are really excited about it. People will really even die for it. They did die for the cause of Christ in the early church. But as is pointed out by the Hebrew Christians, Hebrews chapters, chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, this cause can be institutionalize it's where the, where the means where the where the means becomes the end what, what I mean by that is is this uh, we have we have Bible classes you know when we first started Bible classes when Bible classes first started what they were intended to do was bring the lost one outside so that we could study with them but now they've become institutionalized they've lost their focus They've become an inward focus rather than an outward focus. That's not how the first century church, that's not what we've been studying about in Acts. That's not how the church started. What did they do? They went from house to house every day in the temple. They were very proactive, not reactive. We can become institutionalized where the means becomes the ends. From, from here, the cycle of decline goes deeper. If you want to put there by the Hebrew Christians, you can put institutionalized. You can write that word down there. It becomes deeper, though, 
to where the congregation is just holding on. You can write that beside the the Ephesian Christians. They're just holding on. In Revelation chapter 2, verses 2 through 5, they had left their first love, it says, and were they were con- they were content to defend the old ways, but they had lost they had lost the vision to tell others about Jesus. The cycle continues from from that beautiful beginning to institutionalism, to just, to just holding on to deterioration. You can put that by the church at Sardis and ultimately death. This is represented by the church at Sardis. They, they were filled with excuses. And Jesus told them, Revelation 3 verse 1, You're dead. You are dead. But there was a way out. He says, verse 3, He says, Hold fast and... Repent. When I asked the Thursday group, as we were studying this book, Waking Up the Pupitators, as I asked the Thursday group, where does Fountainhead fall in this cycle? Where would you think? Every one of them picked. Everyone said, and these were not the preacher, this was not me, There was one elder there that night, but each one said, we're just holding on. And there may be some deterioration. We're just holding on, folks. Does that surprise you? If you go to the dentist and he or she tells you your tooth has some deterioration... You can make some excuses. You can make all the excuses you want, but in the end, your tooth is going to fall out of your head. Or you can do something about it. Fountainhead, what we realized in over four months of intense discussion, and I want what all of us to realize today, what we realize is we must wake up the lazy pupitata that's inside of us and get to work. Amen? If you are visiting today, take this back home with you. Take this back home with you. Being a pupitata is an American epidemic. I have seen many congregations content just to hold on, sit there, deteriorate, and die. And if you don't think it can happen to Fountainhead, just sit there. Just keep sitting there. Just as clear as this realization is, the solution is just as clear. We must restore the fire that is in us. Clean out the deterioration, stop holding on to the institutions, and restore the fire that brought us here. The early church grew because they multiplied their intent. If you've got your, if you've got your bulletin, then you can follow along as we go. You can write these in your bulletin. They multiplied their intent. They took the gospel to everyone. There was no one that was, that was, that was not important. There was no limit. How can you do this? Well, I'm going to leave that answer up to you. 
early church grew because they multiplied opportunity. They went to every house. Acts chapter 4 verse verse 42. How could we do that? How, How could we multiply our opportunity? You fill in that blank. Write your answer down. The early church multiplied, multiplied time. They multiplied their time. The time devoted to teaching the lost. They multiplied it. Acts chapter 5 verse 42. They taught daily. How can we do this? Write your answer down. The answer that you give is the right one. But you've got to give an answer. You must give an answer. The early church used everyone and everything. Clayton Pepper wrote, The early church had more Christians teaching more sinners more often, and this resulted in more converts. Did you get get that? The early church had more Christians teaching more sinners more often, and this resulted in more converts. More is what we need. Not less, more. How can we do this? Well, we cannot do this and be a pew potato. We can't do this and just sit here. John Mark Wilson writes this. He said, Many sit back in their padded pews and wonder, What happened to all the people who used to attend services? What happened to everybody? I have affectionately named these comfortably concerned Christians pew potatoes. No disrespect is meant by this title. I wish only to emphasize that from from the perspective of the pew potato, something needs to be done, but nobody is sure what. The Lord's church will never begin experiencing new growth until its members realize the problem. We have a problem We need to realize it, and we need to do something about it. It's that simple. Somewhere in those meetings last fall, we realized the problem and understood very clearly the solution. The problem was us. That was the problem. The problem is you. You're the problem. We've got to do something about it. We resolved that we could be pupitators no more. I promised you last week that you'd see the death of a pupitator. You're looking at one. I resolve to be a pupitator no more. Preachers can be pupitators too. In fact, today we stop using the name. Today we get to work. Today we begin a new cycle, new cycle of growth here at Fountainhead. We have tried visitation programs in the past, haven't we? Since I've been here, we've tried four times. There was always something missing. And every time they died. That's something that was missing was everybody. That's something that was missing was everybody. You were missing, and you know who you are. From the shepherds to the sheep, not everybody was on board. 
It became clear to the group that met on Thursday nights that unless the elders were ready and were on board, there was no need for us to meet any longer. We should just stop meeting. Because if the elders weren't behind it, if the leaders of our congregation weren't behind it, it would fail yet again. I'm happy to say the elders are behind this effort. Our shepherds do not want us to be lulled to sleep only to be killed by the wolf. They are vigilant. They are looking out for our souls knowing we must get busy or die. It's that serious, Fountainhead. It's that serious. If you went to the doctor and he or or she said, unless you do such and such, you're going to die. Well, you'd better get doing such and such, shouldn't you? Whatever it is. I had an out-of-town preacher tell me when I first started here, I've never told this before, been kind of embarrassed about it. I had an out-of-town preacher tell me when I first started here, he told me not to make waves. Just preach on Sunday, teach on Wednesday, be content, don't rock the boat. And, the, and you'll be there till you want to retire. You didn't get that. Basically, he wanted me to be a preacher potato. Just go along to get along. That's not what's happened. Our elders, they've begun to dream. Our elders have begun to dream. Changes are being made. Questions are rising in their minds about whether present activities are are bringing satisfactory results. Are, Are we just becoming institutionalized or is this working? And if it's not working, why are we doing it? Have they become tradition? Have they become an institution? Are we, are we reaching out or are we just looking inward? Our elders, they've, they've set a vision and some goals. And they, they want you and me, they, they want us to be a part of this vision. They want us to be a part of these goals. The bishops here at Fountainhead have a vision, a focus for the church. It happens to be our theme for this year. But things will change. This is, this is a set vision from which dreams will become realities. So, work, grow, together. We need a vision. We needed a vision and direction here at Fountainhead. And, and it came in the form of our Lord's vision in Mark Chapter 16, verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Our vision is to sow, work, grow together. Sow the seed of the gospel. We have a need to sow some seed. Work the works of the master. We must work. And God will cause the increase. And we'll do this together. And this carries with it the dream of someday... Our elders have a dream of someday supporting a full-time missionary from here at Fountainhead. That's a wonderful dream. Or like today, giving everyone here a job to work the field. They want to see everybody involved, everybody working, everybody doing their part. 
Their dream of everyone doing their part begins today. It begins tonight. This has always been the vision of Jesus. His command was a command to every one of us. The elders want every one of us here tonight. If Jesus Christ comes back tonight around 6 p.m. and you're home watching the game, what excuse will you give? Yes, I went there. Yes, I went there. If you're home watching the game tonight at 6 p.m., what excuse will you give Jesus if he came back? The elders are asking for your help. Your brothers and sisters in Christ who have put countless hours into this program need your help. We have work to do. So tonight, after the evening services, we're not going to wait till 6.30 tonight. It's going to be after the evening services. Step one, we need to develop a prospect list. In your bulletin is a panel. This orange panel right here. For names, addresses, telephone numbers of those who need to come to church and hear the gospel. What we would like for you to do is write names, addresses, and telephone numbers of people that you know that need to hear the gospel or need to come to church here. And then, tonight, bring it with you. Tear that out along the crease right there. You can take this other part home with you. And when we, t- when we take these up tonight, you'll pass these in. And we'll have a record of that name. We want you to understand, you may not be personally contacting this person. You may write the name down, but you may, that may be the extent of it. We need the name. We need the name so that we can go to them and maybe save their soul. Look, there's an urgency to this. If people don't have Jesus Christ, if people aren't in Jesus Christ, they're going to go to hell. Do you understand that? If people aren't in the church, if they're not in the body of Jesus Christ, they're going to hell. And you may be the only person that will ever, ever, ever get a chance to tell them that. Yes, I shouted. It needs to be shouted. There's an urgency to it. And if you don't understand the urgency, then you just don't get it. Keep studying. Keep coming back. Keep growing. If you don't understand that, keep growing. Keep coming back. Don't let me run you off. Keep learning about it. The elders are asking for your help. Write their name down anonymously. Put it on this piece of paper. Again, you may not be in direct contact with this person. This is someone that you would like to see obey God. Write them, write, write them here and turn them, turn them in tonight when they're asked. If, if you lose this, there will be index cards here for you tonight. If you lose this, you'll, you'll have a card to write on tonight. Just be thinking about that during lunch. Your help is also needed to be a part of the Sunday night soul sowers. Visitation class, visitation meeting and class. For a while, to get started, every Sunday evening at 6.30, there will be a short meeting to hand out assignments, and more will be explained about that tonight. But there will be a job, and I've got this in my notes, capitalized. When I capitalize something, I usually means I, I raise my voice, but I'm not going to raise my voice on this one. I just want you to understand. In my notes, it's capitalized, everyone. Everyone is capitalized. There is a job for Everyone. This has been organized 
and a goal has been set. Our elders have set out a goal. They, in keeping with our vision and, and, and the dream that they have for us here at Fountainhead, each Christian, according to our elders, is a missionary. Our elders want each family. Now get this now. Our elders want each family here to reach and convert one soul for the Lord. They'll either come here or they'll, they'll go to another congregation. We're trying to grow the church. Fountainhead, the numbers will take care of themselves here at Fountainhead. We're trying to grow the church. So each family committed to reaching out and converting one soul each year, one or more. Remember, show them Jesus and the church will grow. Colorful reminders. They've, they've been put up. So many loving hands have been involved in that. And they're going to continue to be put up. Colorful reminders about our goals and our, our vision are going to be used to help us in our work. We have many children here, here but more are needed. And tonight at 4.30 in the Annex starts the first Bible time series. There will be for, this will be for toddlers through the, through the third grade. There will be songs, a puppet show, a Bible application. It, it, it's a dream. It's, it's a hope of the elders that the children population will grow because mothers and fathers with, with young children who don't go anywhere will bring their children and stay. Also from all of this dreamed of growth, the last step that was formulated in these Tuesday night pew potato meetings is to feed the new Christians that we can expect as we sow and we work and we, and we grow together. Before all of this can happen, you've got to be on board. Tonight, we need the names. That's one way that every one of us can be involved. We need the names tonight of people that you know that need to know the gospel, need their addresses, need their telephone numbers. I'm going to ask them to be picked up tonight, right after services. We need to have this vision, along with our elders, of sowing, working, and growing together. This may very well succeed or fail because of you. Before all of this can happen, you have got to be on board. You have got to be on board. Our elders are on board. Each and every one of us has got to be on board. Don't snarl your nose at it. You know, I, I, somebody, I've had a lot of, Dana's been sick a lot, and we've had a lot of food come into the house. You know, it's hard. The nine-year-old doesn't eat a whole lot except what she wants to eat. You know what I mean? And you, you hold it up to her nose and say, Honey, this is delicious. Just try it. You'll like it. I mean, you couldn't, I've, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't break those, that mouth open with dynamite. Folks, listen. Don't snar your nose at it. Don't snar your nose at this. Come tonight. Be a part. Be a part of it. It's only going to work if you're involved. I want you to resolve, like so many, to be a pew potato no more. Resolve that. Pew potato, no more. We're not going to use that word anymore. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. Wake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Remember, we used to sing that? 
James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. When we don't do when we don't work for the Lord and we just sit here like pew potatoes, we think we're Christians, but we don't do what we've, been, what we've been created to do, and that's work. We've been created for good works. We deceive ourselves if we think the Lord is pleased with us. Yes, attending worship services are important, but just as important as being a doer. Just as important. We used to be a people of the book. I don't mean we just knew it from cover to cover. We did what was in between it, the covers. We did what was in between the covers of the New Testament. We must stop looking inward and we must have an outward focus. John Mark Wilson said there would be a few rotten potatoes. He said this, he writes, As you know, one rotten potato can ruin the whole bin. He writes, with any size congregation, there are always some who aren't interested and by their actions try to halt the spread of Christianity. Most of these people are not aware of what they are doing. They think they are protecting the way things have always been done. They are comfortable and don't want anything to change with their standing in the church. They are more concerned with self-interests, traditions, and finances than reaching out into the community. Look, I don't want to change you. I want you to start living up for what you signed on for. You signed on to be a Christian. That came with certain responsibilities. One of those responsibilities is being evangelistic. Yes, you need to be here on Sunday. Yes, you need to be here on Wednesday. But you know what? You need somebody new sitting beside you. We need to expand our emphasis from simply assembling. Where do you get the authority for that? Well, the Bible. The Bible gives me the authority. Go ye means go me. Be doers means me doer. 1 John. Chapter 3 verse 16. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? We must have hearts of compassion. You know, as a Christian, we have a new covenant. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 13. And if, if a family member or a friend or, or a stranger is not a part of this new covenant, they will not go to heaven. It's that urgent. It's that important. The world is in dire need of salvation. And you know what? God loves the needy. Amen? God loves the needy. He wants everybody to be saved. He loved the whole world that He gave His only Son, John 3.16. And has set Jesus as the head of the body, the church, and it's up to each and every one of us to do our part. Mark chapter 1, verse 41. Jesus had compassion. It says there, how about you? Do you have compassion enough to go out and reach your fellow man? Acts chapter 5, verse 42 says, And daily the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Do you know the simplest way that you can help walk, 
help your walk with Jesus. You know, so many are, 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 are worried about my walk with Jesus. Do you know the simplest way that you can help your walk with Jesus? Walk with Him. Walk with Him. Quit fighting Him. Walk with Him. Do what He says. Obey Him. Walk with Him. We must be faithful to inherit heaven. And and we can't be faithful without evangelism. We can't be faithful without evangelism as we see from passages like Acts 5.42, Acts 8.4, Acts 20, verse 20. Our example is we must teach everywhere. All those verses say that. We, we need to wake up. We need to stop holding on, quit on the excuses, and reach out to our community, reach out beyond our community. Why? Well, one, because we are commanded to do so. Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. And two, because we want others as well as ourselves to inherit heaven. Because we love others. That's the reason. Because we love others. Like the Lord knew Nathaniel. John chapter 1, verse 48. While he was under the fig tree, the Lord knows each and every one of us. And the Lord will, Romans chapter 2, verse 6, render each according to his deeds. And 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. For Revelation chapter 22, verse 14, blessed are those who do His commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Do you believe that you have the right to the tree of life? Well, have you done what's commanded? Resolved. No longer to linger. Charmed by the world's delights. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have allured my sight, but I will hasten, hasten to Him. Hasten so glad and free. Jesus, blessed Savior, I will abide with Thee. If you want to abide in Jesus Christ, resolve to linger no longer. Be a Christian today. Come right now as the gathered.